Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, Pels fans, let's talk home security. There's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that's going to cost you a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. I put it together myself in under 30 minutes, you guys, and that's saying something because I am not a handyman. Now, it's a two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award, so you know it's good. It blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home, outdoor cameras, doorbells alert to anyone approaching your home, entry, motion, glass break sensors, garden side. You get to choose whatever it is you want, and you put it together yourself. Now, go to simplysafe.com team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Now you've got nothing to lose. Just go now and be sure to use simplysafe.com/team. That's simplysafe.com/team. And of course, team is our promo code, so make sure you do it because you want to get those savings. You are listening to the Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search the Bird Calls and subscribe today. episode of the Bird Calls podcast. I'm your host and contributor to thebirdrights.com, Preston Ellis. We hope everybody's having a safe and somewhat enjoyable quarantine, as enjoyable as it can be. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. we can help with that a little bit. With that, let's welcome on the lord and ruler of thebirdrights.com, the man chopping down Rudy Giuliani one tweet at a time, Mr. Ali Cosell. What's <laughs> up, dude? I can't sit on the sidelines all the time, you know? There's just so much <laughs> stupidity and people being ignorant of the problem and contributing to the problem. So you got to say something every once in a while, Preston. But look, I'm happy that we're doing this podcast today because we got a good, good friend of the program on. Yeah, before we get to that, I just I enjoy fiery Ali when Twitter is ablaze and Ali Cosell is standing at the at the root of it. I I just always get tickled by that because everybody knows that Ali's a pretty congenial fellow. It, it it takes a lot to to get the fire under him brewing. <laughs> but with that being said, you just alluded to this. Let's welcome on our friend of the program, performance coach and consultant, as well as personal trainer to some of our favorite athletes, Mr. Mike G, aka Mr. Do It Moving. What's going on, man? Yes, yes, y'all. How you guys doing? Hope happy to be here. What's going on? We're good. We're good. I'm really good. I just had my daughter. I think it's nine days ago now, so I'm still uh, suffering the the ins and outs of sleep and a very testy wife. Uh, but other than that, things are good, man. <laughs> Weather's great over oh. here in Orlando. What about you, Mike? Before we turn over to Ali, like, tell us about what your quarantine has been like. Obviously, anybody who follows you on Instagram can see you. You are not the stationary type. You're running up and down the Poitras side of the Superdome, getting in your lift, getting <laughs> in your workout, staying active. Tell us about some yeah. of the stuff you've been doing. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Do It Moving is my my Twitter and my Instagram handle, so uh, it speaks for itself. Do It Moving, we have been able to uh, at the at the mercy and you know uh, the unfortunate 
of the current circumstance, been blessed with a lot of free time and uh, to the point to where, you know, my, my wife and I talk about this a lot. A lot. I think there's going to be a lot of genius that comes out of these times because of the fact that we have so much free time to, to think, to ponder, to, to discover and to reflect. So within that, I'm, I've been reinventing myself in terms of training and, 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 and doing a lot of reading and researching because I have the time and, and normality of a, of, a, of a pretty routine schedule. As you guys know, NBA schedule is really crazy and, and, it, and all the ebbs and flows, you kind of, you kind of don't really catch a rhythm. So with this unfortunate time, I've been able to catch a rhythm and, you know, really take a deep dive into my craft. I'm still working with Drew on a daily basis, obviously just in the comfort of his own home. We'll, we'll go outside a lot as well and do our thing on the football field. Uh, he's a big fan of um, playing, playing catch with the football, believe it or not. So, you know, I try to get creative and keep the mind stimulated and um, just trying to be innovative in a sense of coming up with different ways to use this time super wisely. And that's pretty much been a, a fun journey for me you know, again, in such um, dismal times. Yeah, Mike, let's first get to, of course, that topic, these dismal times and the coronavirus. By now, everybody pretty much has heard and knows what they should be doing. And that, of course, in terms of social distancing, washing your hands mm. and doing what you can to minimize the effect and the spread of this virus through our population. Mm. But of course, there's sure. other key components, right? And we've also some of, I'm not sure everybody's aware of these, but the one I want to touch on, especially with you, of course, is the importance of, as you just mentioned, getting outside with Drew, of course, but for people to be outside, to exercise, to basically mm -hmm. keep up, you know, not only for your physical side, but that's also good for your mental side. And, and I would yes. love to get your take on what people should be doing, maybe on a daily basis, you know, advice from a pro like yourself. Please, yes. Uh, love to talk about this. I mean, from a, a biochemistry chem side, vitamin D. You know, we have the best weather in the country right now. And the sun is shining. You know, I think the high was 89 today. Broke a couple records or something like that. And just being in the sun itself, getting that vitamin D is a huge component of, immun of immunity in the immune system. So if you're not consuming vitamin D through your, your, your diet, the best thing you can do is go outside for 30 to 45 minutes with um, less clothing. I don't want to say, you know, shirtless or topless or anything like that, but, you know, with less clothing so that the sun can, can touch your skin. And that's going to create an influx of, of bioavailable vitamin D, which is a huge component of, of immunity itself. So just from that standpoint is important. And then I think you, you said it best, the mental aspect of this, like being stuck inside your house, knowing that really the only outlets that you have are, you know, media, um, whether it's television or Netflix or um, literature, maybe if you're a reader, but you know, that kind of gets old after a while and to prevent boredom from setting in, I think the best outlet is getting outside. I don't know if you ride bikes, roller, rollerblade, go for a jog, get super creative. My wife and I play tennis often when the courts are open. Um, we're not even tennis players, but why not, you know, why not pick up a couple rackets and, and, and try and, create some type of stimulus elsewhere uh, otherwise and obviously the physical standpoint you know just being able to stay fit um, is obviously a huge component of immunity as well 
And I think that when you marry all three of those together, being outside for, you know, an hour to two hours a day is going to be huge. And you can break it up one in the morning and one at night, what have you. But um, for me, it's, it's, it's vital. And I think that everyone should obviously practice that with good social distancing and all the rules that they're trying to push out there to the public. But, you know, it, it definitely should be mandatory for every, anybody. Now, I was not expecting Coach's mantra during this quarantine to be being naked builds up your immunity to disease. But now that we're here, we just <laughs> got to embrace it. So you guys get up, take off your shirts and get out in the sun to fight disease. But coach, on a, on a serious note, let's let's talk back about some of your workouts and some of your clients. Uh, obviously, we know in the off seasons, you kind of strip everything down, you go back to fundamentals, you're teaching the mm-hmm. fundamental of movement, um, yeah. just just rebuilding Drew and athletes like him back from the ground up. How different are your workouts for him and other athletes like him now with the game kind of in a hiatus than it would be if he was playing games week in, week out? It's a great question. So due to the fact of the sensitivity of how contagious the situation is with the coronavirus, I'm only working with two families essentially, and that's Drew and his family and also Darius Miller and his family. Outside of that, I really don't have any other contact with other people out of respect for those guys and their family. So um, because we don't have access to a gym, we don't have not neither of the gentlemen have home gyms. So I don't have traditional gym equipment, i.e. weights, you know, uh, barbells, dumbbells, things like that. I've had to, again, really go back into the research and the books and try to reinvent myself and get super creative. And uh, one of the, one of the tools that I've been able to be super fortunate to pick up last, last year of uh, October was this thing called blood flow restriction. And I don't know if you guys heard of this, but essentially they're cuffs, they're inflatable cuffs. Think about like when you get your blood pressure taken, just like that. Mm -hmm. And they're inflatable cuffs. And essentially you, you put them, around the high aspect of your thigh, like towards your groin on both sides. And you pump them up to the point to where you're actually blocking uh, arterial return. So basically you're trapping blood in the muscles, in the legs, if you will. And then just doing your basic fundamental body weight, squats, lunges, split squat, makes the exercise much more intense. And it creates the hormonal effects of lifting weights without lifting weights. So I know that's like super sciencey and like not really gonna be too understood by most of the, the, the listeners here. But if you go and research BFR blood flow re- restriction or even just type it in Google, a ton of stuff is gonna come up. It's, it's mainly used in the rehab setting, but I've been using it to train both athletes uh, for strength and, and, and power adaptation. So since we don't have external resistance, which is dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, you know, the like, uh, I've been using a lot of blood flow, flow restriction with the guys to create a similar stimulus. Mike, obviously the goals with both of those athletes is different. Darius Miller, of course, he's rehabbing an Achilles injury. Right. And of course, for Drew, you want to, I, I'm assuming the goal is to keep him kind of in that, peak physical condition to where if the season starts chances are there's not going to be too much time for these guys to basically go from zero to whatever Mm. 30 32 Mm. 35 minutes a game and Mm. as we both know an nba game is more strenuous than really anything that you can basically do with these guys so 
if you could, sure. Mike, just go a little bit into maybe, you know, what you're doing with each guy individually into sure. basically preparing him for what they're doing for the, in terms of their recoveries. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So, you know, Darius is a complete different boat. You know, he has that ruptured Achilles, by which he is running. So, you know, he, he, he might be close if, if wow. this season does resume, um, in my personal opinion. But that, that doesn't really mean much because obviously he plays for the Pelicans. But we are working together. You know, he's still um, getting to a point to where he can mentally become comfortable with using that right side. So that's a big step for us, and I'm having a really good time working with him. In terms of Drew, I think that if and when the season does resume, whether it's June or July or whatever they're talking about now, um, mm-hmm. the goal is to have him in a physical state, obviously, to where he's fully recovered and and and, and uh, pain-free, you know, because the rigors of the season obviously create pain in the body, especially when you play as many minutes as he does and as hard as he does. So get all that out of the out of the body, all the inflammation out of the body, and then also um, to the point to where when he is asked to push again 35, 38 minutes a game, it, it was like he never left. And the way I can create that environment in his body is to get outside and make sure that we are creating a similar environment that a game would. Obviously, it's going to be not identical, but being able to keep him in that physical shape using the BFR, uh, the cuffs that we just talked about, to stimulate that same type of environment without getting too sciencey. Um, there is a component of the physiology that's called lactate, and that's basically when you are sprinting for 20 to 30 seconds. So if, if, if Drew's up and down six to eight times in the court, offense, defense, playing, you know, doing what he does, he's going to build a lactate level, a blood lactate level in his, in, his, in his body. And that's that burning sensation that people feel, that, that heaviness sensation. If I can replicate that in his body, you know, two to three times a week using the cuffs, using sprinting, using field work, whatever, you know, type of creativity I can pull from. When he's ready to go back to play mid-season, um, mid-June, early July, whatever it is, he'll be able to sustain that same type of discomfort as he, as he was prior to the quarantine. So that's mainly the goal for me right now is just basically – rid all inflammation and then still keep his body able to sustain high uh, fatigue levels, but still performing at a high level. Now, that being said, he's not playing ball. So the shot, the dribbling, you know, the skill of basketball, that's a whole nother (laughs) conversation that, you know, we can talk about at another time. But in terms of the physical aspect of it, his physical ability to, to sustain workload at a high level, is really my goal and, and we're just utilizing the environment outside the track sprinting field work anything i can come up with to create that um adaptation in his body is he still getting up shots coach he's not he's not and the reason why is because there's nowhere to get up shots that's um I, as everyone knows the facilities are closed like across the nba so if you don't got a a, a court or a hoop in your backyard or front yard you're you're not shooting 
Well, Mike, I'm going to have to. Oh, sorry, Preston. I was going to ask you, Mike, just how much is Drew chopping at the bit for the season to resume? That's the thing is like, and we were just talking about this two days ago. He's like, no, I was, I was getting, getting in my groove. Like he, he was feeling real. I mean, you guys know he was leading the team in scoring uh, post All-Star break. So we were all really excited about where his level was. He, he was what I was, what, what I would call peaking. And then this, this thing came down on us, but you know, it's just one of those weird, unprecedented feelings because we don't know what to expect. Like, it's a huge question mark. Like, when is the season going to resume? Is it going to resume? What's it going to be like to play in front of no fans? Like, what what's the level going to be? Like, there's just so many questions that can't be answered right now. And it's, it's just hard to really understand or, or predict what anything will be like because this never happened before. So... Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got to get on Amazon and send Darius Miller a, a, a goal over to his home, uh, make sure that he can keep getting those shots up. Oh, in the meantime, right? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say you don't have a, a gym at your place. We got to put you in touch with our friend uh, Gerard at Perform Better. I don't know if you're in touch with Perform Better, but they'll be in Long Beach in late June, and that's where we get oh, all our gym equipment. Um, but I'm very, great deals. very, very aware of Perform Better. Absolutely. Oh yeah, his he's Gerard. He is the best. He's so sweet. He sent us um, an entire gym floor. I don't know what the value is like a thousand dollars just because uh, we're friends. Anyway, I'll give you his contact information after this because cool. we need to get you to get some weights to Drew Holiday and Darius Miller and a and a basket uh, at that. Let's let's talk a bit about Drew's injury in January, if you don't mind. Um, I think it was an elbow sure. contusion or maybe a tricep strain. It was something to that effect. Uh, how did you help him get back? I, I think he was out for about two weeks. Mm. What did you guys work yeah. on to get him back as quickly as possible? Yeah, he 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 missed. I believe it was eight games. And the the challenge behind that one was the was the fact that anytime anytime guys aren't able to play. That, that, for me, as a performance coach, is just a window of opportunity to work on something else, to get something else better. So for me, I was like, okay, your, your elbow's out of service. Great. Now we can really work on your legs and, and, and strengthen your legs and get all the pain out of your knees and really focus on that. But the problem was is he couldn't grip anything because the elbow was painful. So he couldn't hold dumbbells. He couldn't put a barbell on his back because it was painful on his elbow. You know, it just limited us, so I had to get really creative. And, again, I keep going back to it like I work for a company, but I don't. It's, it's, it was really a lot, a huge dose of, of the, uh, the BFR cuffs, and we put those things on every day, and we trained the legs hard, and it allowed me to train his legs without having to put anything in his hands, to load his hands, but still create a strength stimulus. And if you guys remember, he came back. Uh, against Memphis and dropped 36 on him or something like that and said he felt like he never missed eight games. That's how that's how um, his legs felt. Like he said, his legs felt amazing. So that was a really cool part of the season for me. Yeah, that was wild because I, I definitely remember that game. And another one I want to ask you about is, and, and Mike, please also tell us how much you are spending time or you've been around him during this season. Have you been to a lot of these games? For instance, the one I'm thinking of, and you probably saw, of course, the game against Indiana where I think Drew scored like 14 of the Pelicans, oh, yeah. X amount of points from five minutes in mm -hmm. to win in Indiana. I thought that was a huge game too. It was amazing because the first half, everyone looked like they 
slept two hours. <laughs> like, it <looked laughs> yeah, I remember. It was, it was bad. And then Drew, some, some said, some, some was said to somebody at halftime because he came out and had like four, like nine straight or something in the third, in the third to start the third and then finished mm-hmm. with like 20 something in the second half to, to, to beat his bros, to, to beat his, his brothers. So that was def I was there for sure. And it was a, a great game for me as well. Yeah, it was fun. Nice. All right, coach. Uh, if you don't mind, we're going to transition to uh, just some of the stuff you were talking about earlier about getting out and getting some vitamin D. I'm going to put you on the spot here and have you talk to our listeners about some of the things physically they can do to stay in shape, build up their immunity. Obviously, you're doing a lot of sprints at the Superdome. Uh, you're continuing to train those two clients you talked about and their families. What can a layman, an average Joe, somebody who's not physically active, just stuck in their studio mm-hmm. apartment, stuck in their three-bedroom house, doesn't have weights, uh, and, and they don't yeah. Really know what they're doing. Uh, what would your advice be to them to just get active, but but do something simple so that it doesn't, you know, um, no. uh, uh, overreach them? I guess. No, absolutely. And you have to meet the person where they're at. You, you can't expect <laughs> everyone to go to the Superdome and sprint up that that ramp to go into the Superdome like I would. But I think that if if your level is coming from literally doing nothing to okay now i'm in this quarantine i'm stuck in my house i need to get out of my house walking i think walking is is the number one most available free and 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 easiest thing to do for anyone and you know just going outside especially now with it with the weather being so warm walking around you know set a timer 20 minutes i'm gonna go for a 20 minute walk i'm gonna put some earbuds in listen to a podcast or listen to this podcast right (laughs) <laughs> and go for a 20 minute walk I think is going to be something beneficial in itself and if that's something that is a little <clears throat> um, you're a little surpassed that level I think jogging or, or going for a run around the neighborhood if you're surpassed that level you know uh, sprinting I think sprinting is one of the most innate things that humans do whether it's chasing after food or running away from something that's trying to eat them back when you know when we first started and for some reason, we lose that ability to do that or lose that desire to do that. I think we need to rediscover that. And then lastly, with with information being at the palm of our hands and our, and our smartphones, everyone is putting out, you know, quarantine workouts, quarantine fitness. You can find, you can find whatever you want in terms of workout, home workouts at, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, if you just type in quarantine fitness, because it's such a... Uh, a, a hot topic right now with people like me just trying to put content out there for for anyone that's just trying to be fit stay fit and uh, stay active and stay sane really um, but in my opinion find somebody that you like go outside with them you know go for a walk have a conversation go for a jog you know play tennis play tag play go outside and play i don't care if you're 35 or 15 or 5 like just the 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 childish thought of play needs to be reinvented at this time because it's a tough time psychologically and and playing kind of helps you forget that my wife and i just bought bikes yesterday and it felt like you know when we were 10 years old waking up christmas morning to brand new bikes that's how it felt because of this time and and for a moment we we forgot about uh, coronavirus. So that's what I would recommend. 
Yeah, that's awesome, Mike. And uh, one thing that I know we talked about before we started the podcast is, say for people that want more structure, and you were saying something about how you've got something online to offer to uh, people. Please tell us all about that. Plug yourself. Let people okay. know about what you know you're offering currently during this downtime. Well, I appreciate that. Um, yes. Utilizing Instagram to present specific content of exercises is something that I'm trying to do on a daily basis just to share. And then for people who inquire further, uh, I also offer digital coaching, essentially online coaching, which is we utilize an uh, app platform called Trainerize. And everything's done through that app. I set up a phone conversation to where we figure out, you know, what your environment is, what your equipment is, and what your goals are. And then I basically program design a full five-day workout schedule according to those goals and our resources and literally take you step-by-step through that program. So if anybody's interested in online coaching, um, my Instagram is Mr. Do It Moving. Fly me a DM and we can go from there. Yeah, that's awesome, Mike. Thank you. But before we let you go, man, we got to ask you about some of these other pals that I'm sure you've seen and you've got some opinions on. And of course, we got to ask you about Zion. You know, we, we talked about him over the summer, what a freakish athlete he was, how it was going to be a unique situation for whoever was going to be training him with the Pelicans. Now that we've seen about, you know, 19, 20 games out of him, what stands out in particular to you when, when you watch him play? I, 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 phenomenal. In one word, phenomenal. He, he has surpassed any expectation that I had of him. He, he, he is nothing short of phenomenal. And, and it's, it's not only uh, a testament to him as an individual player, just amazing, the, the amazement and all, like the Zion effect is so real. Traveling around the NBA circuit into different cities. Those games are selling out because Zion's coming into town. And we're talking about Cleveland. We're talking about teams that aren't very good, that don't normally sell out their stadiums or or their arenas, are sold out because of Zion. So, you know, the hype is real. It's not hype. He has solidified himself as somebody to have some true greatness potential. And also, I think the fact that the team is head and shoulders better when he's playing it's 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 no it's not smoke and mirrors like it's clear as day that when he's in the lineup and he's playing we are we are a different team and it's super fun to watch very sad to see that we didn't get to see the rest of the season played out so because everybody was hitting their rhythm and it was beautiful well, it's not yeah. too late, Coach. Hopefully, uh, we'll get back to some games. Uh, I, I don't know by mid-May. I think that's their that's their goal right now. We do have a question from one of our readers that just came in. He said, "What are some tells during a workout that a guy genuinely cares about the hard work needed to become better?" Say that one. What? What? One more time. What is? What, what are some what? What are some tells? So when you're observing somebody that you're training, what are some of the tells that this person genuinely cares about the hard work needed to become better? Basically, when you're observing someone, you can tell that they that they want to give you what it is you want to see, and they continue to push themselves harder and harder. How how do you see that out of your clients? Uh, attention to detail. I think that when you have eyes and ears, and 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 people are asking questions, that means they care. 
And I think that as a coach, you need to show people that you care about them first before they even consider you as somebody that they respect or that they're going to listen to. So going beyond just a relationship of client coach or, or client trainer, it's more or less a, a, a human relationship. You know, it's, 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 it's beyond just the superficial uh, surface level type stuff. And I think that that's where I'm able to identify with a lot of these guys is, you know, I care about, about them as people, as men and as human beings. So uh, making that connection is very important for me. And then that kind of snowballs into what ultimately is the work and the fruits of the labor from the work. Mike, sorry for jumping around on you too much today on this podcast, but I want to just get back to Zion because every, all right, man, what everybody talks about, and you know this, right? Is he going to be basically a perpetual injury risk over his career? What do you say to people that say stuff like that? I say that they don't have all the information. Like they don't know what is being done behind doors. They don't know how he's working, how, you know, what he's doing to improve his body. We, we don't, we don't know. So how could you make empty claims like that? You know, you have to truly know and understand all the facts before you start making claims. And I feel like a lot of people just jump to conclusions without understanding the whole situation in entirety. So, you know, before you start to make claims, you have to, you have to do your digging and do your research and, and, and really, back your statements with solid facts and i feel like a lot of people don't do that so basically you're and i know i don't want to put words in your mouth or have you guess an opinion here but you've been around you know enough of this team around drew the sense is that this pelican staff you feel like that there's a good chance that zion can honestly have a nice long career in the nba i think zion has amazing vets and drew jj fave each one that he respects and listens to. I mean, those guys are amazing guys as is. They're just great individuals, you know, not a lot, let alone basketball players. And, you know, when you have good leadership and you have good role models to follow, that speaks for itself. And in terms of the, the Pelicans staff as a whole, I think that he trusts them. I think that he's going to do everything that they're asking him to do. And I think that he'll, explode through his potential and beyond and that's my personal opinion so it's going to be a blast watching him develop over the years you know like he's he's dominant as is wait until he starts to develop more of his game and we're going to be really in for a treat to watch him over the course of the next i don't know 10 to 15 years all right, Coach. Anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I'm probably Frank Jackson's number one fan. So I have to ask you, <laughs> how is Frankie doing? Frank, okay, I'm going to be honest. Um, I haven't spoke with Frank in a, in a, in a few weeks well, since, the, since the, 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 the lockdown. So I'm not, I, I don't have a lot of information, update information on that, but I'm assuming he's doing well. Um, and that just makes me feel like I need to hit him up. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely – when we talk again, I'll have a better answer for you.
Awesome, man. That's that's everything I have. I'll give Ollie a platform if he's got anything to follow up with. But remember, everybody listening, check out thebirdrights.com. Of course, check out Pelicans Playback on Fox Sports. NOLA, get involved with the Pelicans. Those games are still being broadcast. There's still dialogue to be had for anybody who needs a release. Anybody else who just needs to get active, of course, always follow Coach. You can follow him at Mr. Do It Moving on Twitter, but I highly encourage you guys to switch on over to Instagram. It's 2020. If you're not on Instagram, you should be. Make sure you follow all of his workouts. He's even got a dog following him upstairs <laughs> two at a time. You guys <laughs> really have to check this out. Um, and if you like this podcast, please retweet, share, rate us on iTunes, all that good stuff. Steal somebody's phone, do it on theirs. Ali Cosell, uh, anything you want to sign off on? I don't think so. I just want to give it basically to Mike. If you've got anything you want to add that we didn't cover, whether it's, you know, with the virus, with any of the players, mm-hmm. or even just a good story, right, that you haven't told us before. So it's all yours, Mike. Take us away. I just want to reemphasize, take this thing extremely serious if you aren't already. Um, the social distancing stuff is legit. You know, we want to flatten this curve. And it's a group effort. It's, it's everyone within themselves, each individual has to take on the responsibility, not only for yourself, but for everyone else around you, you know, wash your hands, get outside, get, you know, get, get your son, stay active, stay fit. But, but please, please understand that everyone has their own responsibility and accountability to help with this thing as a nation. So I just want to reemphasize that and, and just understand that we as a whole have to have to take it on and in order to be successful. So thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Well, real quick, it, I, I, we had completely forgotten to mention one thing you said right before we started the podcast, and you were talking about how Drew and Lauren are looking to get involved with helping hospital workers. Could you tell the people oh, about what they're they're considering on getting together here soon? Yeah, no, well, they've already done it, and, I, I, you know, they like to stay humble and, and, and below the radar and not really sure. kind of broadcast the good things that they do, but I'll do it for them. Essentially, they use their hired chef to cater meals for all the medical staff, doctors, nurses, um, and whoever else that makes up the hospital to provide them meals ready to eat, kind of like civilian MREs so that they have fresh food to eat, you know, whenever they can step away from helping out with, uh, you know, all the, all the, the crisis that's going on right now, especially in New Orleans. So, you know just amazing people continuing to be amazing and and that's drew and lauren so yeah that's it (laughs) can i ask you which hospital uh that was at i i don't know but it was two it was two hospitals but i'm not sure which two so but i'm I'm not sure but um i thought that was amazing i i told them whatever they need from me you know in terms of aid or assistance please count me in because anything that we can do to help those people absolutely putting their lives on the line yeah, exactly. That's, that's amazing. And if I can just make a shameless plug, it's not for myself, but it's for Animals Rescue New Orleans. I'm in Orlando, and we've rescued two of our animals from Pet Alliance and Orange County Animal Rescue. If you're bored right now, if you're going crazy, please, I encourage you, go to one of these shelters. You don't have to take them. You can just foster them for a few weeks. Uh, you'll, you'll make one of these animals day. I promise you it'll help you pass the time so much faster than it would otherwise. So why not just drop mm-hmm. down there? You can even go online, see what they have available, see what meets your needs. It's not a long-term commitment. Just like hang out with a furry buddy for a few weeks. What could go wrong? Uh, anyway, right. thanks again for listening. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Ollie. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to check us out on thebirdrights.com. Let's dance and let's go pets.
Thank you for listening to the Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today.